You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Stacey Cassio from Pink Mentor Network. Now, you're probably wondering, what in the world is Pink Mentor Network? And let's dive into it. You know, we know that having a mentor is the best way to learn about business, about life, really someone that can challenge you. Uh, But also, if you've had one, you're probably grateful um, for somebody to really show you the ropes, somebody that you can look up to. And and a mentor can be a lot of different people. Now, Stacy is uh, grateful for having many great mentors in her past and wanted to create a way for women in particular to get mentorship. Uh, That's how Pink Mentor Network was born. It is Charlotte's first female mentorship community. And we're so excited to learn more about this. Um, and we're excited to welcome Stacy to the Brand Builders Podcast to teach us a little bit about her version or her vision, excuse me, of mentorship and why she's still learning and why she's trying to create this network so more women can be empowered, more women can can find a mentor, and more women can get passionate about what they're doing and really make a difference. So, Stacy, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the Brand Builders Podcast. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this conversation. That's ah, awesome. Thank you, Stacy. Appreciate you spending a few minutes with us this morning. And thank you for your great vision and uh, contribution back to our community. Uh, it's folks like you that make this place we call home so much better. And um, I'm really curious. So tell us a little bit about the background and how and why you decided to start Pink Mentor Network. Yeah, so it's really funny. I wish that it would have been something that proactive. It was really reactive to my own need. I was the head of engineering for a manufacturing company, and I was my team was male. Most of the organization's leadership was male, and our customers were male. And so as a woman, I loved being in those rooms because I knew I brought about a different perspective, um, but I wanted to also find a strong mentor to remind me not to shrivel. And although I didn't see myself around those tables, uh, that my voice and my authentic purpose in those rooms was super needed. And there was a reason that I was called to those rooms. So I was looking for a mentor outside of the organization and I had been so fortunate early in my career to have great mentorship, folks who really uh, helped me grow. And when I turned around and looked for it outside of the organization, it was very difficult. And I, I just knew that it needed to be easier for folks. And it was really all about me trying to find my next mentor that launched this whole, this whole business. I love that. I, I want to jump into real quick, and, and I don't know if people know this, and I'm not going to mention the name unless you want to, but you were the director of new product development for a pretty amazing company here in Charlotte that makes an amazing product. And I think it's really cool to hear someone that has jumped into the manufacturing space, specifically male-driven, male and that's just the reality. I worked in an organization where we we worked directly with, uh, with companies. I was actually in your facility as well, so I know exactly what it looks like. And now you've taken that passion, you've taken what you've learned, and you've now created an entire 
entire network around that. And I just think that's really, really cool. And there's not a lot of women that specifically have that type of career path. So I'd love to hear what made you get into manufacturing first and then ultimately what made you create the Pink Mentor Network? Yeah, so it's very funny because it was actually a mentor that led me to uh, that organization and the industry. I have always been super fortunate to get uh, kind of sit next to someone who was looking out for me. And as their career developed, they would tap me on the shoulder and they would say, hey, I have a problem here that I think you could solve. Do you want to come with me? And a door would open. And it's been really, really fascinating um, to see the difference between the time I was on the mentor's path and kind of their career journey. And I was so all about helping them and solving the problems around them. And then I, this just put me in a place where the absence of great mentorship put me in a unique challenge that only I could solve. And I think it was really the first time in my career where I was solving a challenge that I had. It wasn't anyone else's. So it felt very personal for me. And it still drives me to create and to bring together the community that we've started here in Charlotte. I love that. You Now, there's a saying that you have that uh, you've never been a woman we can't learn from. And I love that. Uh, tell me, yeah. what do you mean by that? And what does that mean to you personally? Uh, so it's, I wish that it was some empowering statement. And the truth is, I've never met a woman I couldn't learn from came from my own insecurities. I had to realize that just because I may hear no from a particular woman didn't mean that I shouldn't ask again. I shouldn't ask someone else for their help. I shouldn't ask someone else for their mentorship. And that there was always, no matter who the person was, title or pedigree or position or who they worked for, there was always something from their journey that I could learn. And I needed to be bold enough to ask the questions. So for me, it was really my mantra uh, of what kept me going. And when I heard rejection in the, the first days of this journey, I would turn to that and think, okay, well, there's someone else out there that can help me. Um, and so it was really just the thing that kept me going uh, early on. And jump into, um, I think a lot of people, and I don't want to say this in a negative light, but when people think of mentors, I don't think a lot of people want to say, oh, this guy was my mentor. This girl was my mentor because they feel that it's like, oh, my mentor, this needs to be somebody that's really, really close to me that I talk to every single day that I have this like super tight relationship. And there are a lot of mentors that are like that. But I think there's a lot of people that need to take the step at the very beginning and just have that first conversation. Challenge yourself to, to. Go out and meet somebody that's different, meet somebody that's successful, meet somebody that maybe you look at their life and go, wow, this would be really cool. Maybe I can learn from them. How difficult is it for people to ask for a mentor? And what are the challenges that people face specifically driven or specifically speaking with women when you're trying to find that mentor or, or around that? I would love to know kind of what are the challenges you see with women finding a mentor and how important that is and how important that can be in their life? Oh, that's such a great question. So one of the things that I realized early on is we are overcomplicating mentorship. All mentorship is, is learning from someone else's experiences. 
So we make it super awkward because we ask, hey, will you be my mentor? Well, we're giving away our power when we ask for someone to share their experiences. Instead, just ask the question. When you come across someone who has clearly had experience that you can learn from, ask the question uh, and then carry that into your journey. Uh, I find like a mentor is someone, it could be anyone, but as you're looking for whatever they may have learned in their journey that you can apply to where you're going next. Um, but mentorship is a relationship. And it's up to us as the person who's seeking mentorship to go back to the mentor and report back what you've learned from them and how you used it. And that's a great like launching pad for the relationship. Yeah, that's interesting. I think a lot of people that are leaders in their community or whatever don't even realize that they're a mentor to someone because they hadn't actually had the conversation. But but you always got to think that you have you might have someone that's looking up to you. So if you do, like always do the right thing and, and help them out where you can. Uh, and that might actually define mentor. You know, I, I don't know, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I've had people say that to me and I'm like, well, I, I hadn't even done anything. <laughs> but then yeah. if, if they're a 20 year old, like I, I have one of my best friends, his daughter, I've known her since she was two or three years old. She actually lived with me when they moved for three or four months. And, um, you know, she's told me several times that I'm her mentor. And I'm, I'm like, what does that even mean? Uh, but now she's 22 and graduated college. She's a young lady. And um, I just try to stay in touch with her and, and encourage her and try to lead through example, you know, um, and that yeah. for her defines a mentor. Um, so anyway. Yeah, you're 100% right. I, I learned early on that everyone had a different definition and reason for looking for mentorship. So Pink Mentor Network is the community uh, which serves women who are looking for mentorship. But as I started to recognize the patterns and the challenges of the women who were coming into those events and those groups, I realized that there are critical moments in our career where we can learn from someone else's experience. So those moments, there are six of them. And it's anytime you're starting something, Anytime you're innovating, anytime you're trying to become the expert, anytime you're leading, anytime uh, you want to grow or when you just need to survive. But then going to what you said, Scott, it's very true. There are different levels of mentorship. So as a leader, we are always on the stage. And there is always someone watching what you're doing. And you may not always know how that's influencing the rest of their career, and I call those types of mentors, the people who you watch from afar, are informal mentors. And then above that, we have formal mentorship, which is the um, traditional form of mentorship where you sit in front of someone that seems more experienced and you ask them some questions. But the key to our careers and businesses, and the quickest way to get ahead, are sponsors. And sponsors will hold the door open for you. Once they know where you're going and if they truly believe in you as a professional, they'll help uh, share opportunities with you. And, and that can really just accelerate your career or your business. I love that. So where do you find women to serve as mentors? And is there a standard they sort of have to meet? So 
one of the things that I started to see, and I hate uh, most mentorship programs. And when I say that, people are like, oh, but isn't that what you're doing? And I'm like, no, um, you cannot manufacture mentorship. So a lot of times in organizations, we'll leave it to a leadership team to try to pair inexperience with experience. But what that actually does is it's manufacturing that relationship. And it's like, you know, if you were looking for your future spouse, you want to be the one that selects that. You know what you're looking for. Uh, so it's not something that someone else can set up for us. So what I've done is actually created a brand new model of mentorship. It's called Pop-Up Mentor. And it takes that framework of the six different categories at the three different levels. And it is a model that organizations use to coach people on the skills to find mentors. Uh, and then it helps you build, as, as a leader, helps you understand who around you you can develop and what you should be investing in these people. So it's, it's all about teaching people instead of pairing people. Um, and so I, I think the once you know what you're looking for, it's like you have a roadmap of who you need as a mentor to get there. Um, but it's that not knowing and just opening yourself up blindly to anyone that you get paired with that sometimes gets us in trouble. So you started this um, Pink Mentor Network, what was it, 2017? Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, uh, that's right. What thus far, because this is... This is so cool, like how you're connecting folks and helping folks grow in their career and their mindset and that kind of thing, and especially young ladies. Uh, what has been the most rewarding part of this so far for you? I think the definitely the most rewarding part is to open people's eyes to a whole new way of thinking about something that seems kind of archaic or antiquated. And just being able to give people a new perspective to look at something that they kind of never really worked for them has been cool. And then to see, you know, entrepreneurs use it in, for their businesses, um, to see people inside organizations use it to get that promotion they wanted. It's, it's really a skill that we can use any place and time in our career um, and in any industry. So I love the idea that it's kind of industry agnostic and it is one of those skills that once you learn it, you can apply it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the coolest thing that you talk about being able to apply it anywhere, but I think I want to jump into like when you're talking about specific mentors with, with females, what is the biggest challenge that you've seen? I think with me, I look at a lot of people that have been in my life and I was lucky enough to actually work for one of the largest women's owned companies in Charlotte. And actually uh, both of the women that own this business, they taught me a lot, right? And it was neat to see somebody that had to go through the specific challenges of being a minority owned business and, and what they had to go through from really from the beginning to the end. And I looked at them as mentors, you know, there was a lot of things that I think mm -hmm. they did really well. There's some things that I think they could have done differently, but at the same time, it was neat to be able to work for an organization that, that took that challenge head on. When you're looking at these mentees, I mean, what is like, what are you looking for out of somebody and how do you get them to say, Hey, you don't just need to be a full on mentor, but every day you can be a small, a small part of somebody's life that can create that type of mentorship, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, a great thing about 
there has to be a curiosity in someone and a dedication to learning through someone else's experience. So it doesn't work for everyone. Uh, there are people who will make the same mistake many times in their lives and never change the behavior. But there are also people, especially in within organizations, who are looking to the leaders of the organization and they're trying to find the things that have made those people successful. And then my advice is, you know, find someone who is super successful at whatever they might be doing and then pick up what those behaviors are and mimic them until they authentically become your own. And you will find your leadership voice through listening through great leaders, listening to great leaders. So I just think there's such an opportunity when you really, especially in places where there isn't a lot of diversity, um, there is such an opportunity to get past our own like innate bias of mentorship. So oftentimes we will want to help those who have had a similar path to us or are uh, a friend of someone in the family or because there's already, you want to root for those people. Uh, but once we realize that there is kind of that innate bias there, choose to invest your time and experience into someone who looks differently than you. Uh, it, it will go, your experiences will just go so much further. I want to learn a little bit about some of your success stories and not to, to, uh, to put a, a negative light here. I don't even want to say a negative light, but one of my mentors that, um, that I got to work with for, for a few years unfortunately just passed away of, of brain cancer. Uh, Chris Lemons, who had six children, was a man of God, was somebody that challenged me to be a better man, a better person, a better husband, um, to follow God and understand that there's going to be certain challenges and I'll never forget him. Um, and it's tough to even think about you know, him leaving this world, but I, I do know he's in a better place, but there's not going to be a day that goes by for the rest of my life that I don't think about him and think about the way that he challenged me to be a better person. And he probably didn't even think that he was my mentor, right? Like I never had yeah. that conversation with him, but we had real conversations about life, about, you know, Christ, about what, what are you doing to, to be the light of your family? What are you doing every day to get up and understand that you get to make, um, the best day. Right. And his biggest thing was yeah. before his feet hit the ground, he started thanking God and he would thank him for anything and everything that he felt uh, blessed to have. And it was something that put his mind in a, in a right place. So every day uh, he knew that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for my family, my kids, my life, my job, my, you know, all of those certain things. And, and before he even looked in the mirror, he had already had a smile on his face. And, and it's something that I'll, I'll be honest, I don't do every day, but I, I try to, and the days that I don't are a little bit different than the days that I do. So I would love to, to, you know, kind of in remembrance of him per se, but but talk about some of the success stories that this organization, uh, this mentorship group has created and, and what you've been able to see. Yeah, it's, um, it's exactly why I founded this organization and why I will spend every day of the rest of my life trying to develop um, better, trying to develop as a mentor because there will become a time when my life will end but what I have invested in those around me um, will live on. And my, my memory will live on through their actions. And I do not have children. And it was 
uh, and now I'm 40 years old. And so there was, um, in the last three years since I've started this, I've really started to think about what will my legacy be. And I wanted it to be in service of others. And I thought that that would make fill me up is to serve others. But what I didn't realize is how much um, I would get in return. And that is, to me, kind of the heart of mentoring others is we think we're doing it to further someone's career or to be a light in their life. But you actually get so much in return from that relationship. So it's, it's turned into really selfish reasons for me that I'm investing in others because it just feels good. And it is the legacy that I want to leave behind. So I love what you're saying. I think uh, your mentor was such a great example of why this relationship is important because you are definitely carrying on his legacy. Yeah, that's so cool. And you're exactly right. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt, Brian, but I'm, I'm, I'm also like looking at your website and you have an online media kit. And uh, also there's a picture of you there stealing the mic is, is the mm. title there. And it says coming soon. So I'm curious, are you, are you developing your own podcast? Um, just curious what you have going on there for the, for the future in pink mentor. Yeah. Network. So uh, I am a one person show and uh, I learned early on that you can either build something, which I love that this is called brown brand builders because it's very true. You can build something and it takes you longer and you have to develop more skills or you can contribute to something and show up as the expert. And I am now going that route because I've learned how difficult it is to actually have your own podcast, all the editing, everything <laughs> behind it. So I've chosen to go the easier route um, for the time being. But that that photo is actually um, part of a book deal that I'm working on. And it will be kind of how I've used mentorship to uh, get from uh, being a receptionist in an investigation company to an entrepreneur who is hopefully going to be making a million dollars this year. So it's, it's all about um, getting to that next level, the book will be using mentorship. And so it's something that I'm doing. Um, I'm, well, I should be doing a lot more writing, but I also feel like I'm kind of living some of the chapters now. So um, it will be out there. I don't exactly know when. You know, it's cool. You can incorporate the two. I'm a follower of David Goggins. He's a Navy SEAL. And he, he put out a book um, about a year ago. And the title of the book is Can't Hurt Me. And I would recommend anyone reading that book because his mindset and the mentality of, of the SEALs is is just top-notch and hardcore and and it's a great mindset to adapt especially in business but with his book i think he was one of the first ones to sort of innovate the concept he one of his partners read the book uh on the audio tape you know and then in between he and david goggins would podcast in between each chapter and he'd talk a little bit more about his life uh during that and i just thought the platform was really really cool and some friends of mine and myself uh, last December accepted like a hundred mile challenge. So we all ran a hundred miles in December last year. And I had that thing in my ear the entire month and it was just fantastic. So 
anyway, food for thought as you do your awesome. book Love it. and yeah. maybe you're, you're great at podcasting and, and all of that. Obviously we're, we're enjoying talking with you here. Um, something to consider, you know, as you move forward awesome. with that. Yeah. A little off topic, Thank but you very much. anyway. <laughs> And there you That's go. A great idea. Advice from DG. <laughs> um, I want to pivot this and I want to put this on the table of people that could be mentors that maybe don't know that they could be mentors or people that uh, are, are women that own businesses. And maybe, you know, they own businesses, their uh, wife, they have kids, you know, they're busy. And maybe it's something that they just don't think they have time for, or maybe they don't even know that they are a mentor. How would you challenge leaders in our community that I don't want to say are not giving back, but what would you challenge them to do to be able to create the next generation of amazing women that can go and build businesses and build organizations and build nonprofits and do great in our community? What would be your advice to them if they're listening to this and maybe they aren't being a mentor, maybe they need to take that next step to give back? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the question I probably get the most is how do I find the purposeful work? How do I find the work um, that I was meant to do? And it, the same answer applies to both questions, really. It's um, finding that thing that you are that that need where you just feel like something has to be done. Uh, and even if it's a small step, Small steps lead to big destinations, and I am proof of that. This organization started out as a monthly meetup um, in uh, at Cantina 1511 in Charlotte. Like it was just me and you know this need, but the need, and as the community built, and I realized that there were many of us that had this need. It drove innovation. And then as demand got larger, I realized, wow, that's driving scale. So I think the, the real answer there is just find that thing that just really gets you. Like it's just this, like, you, it's like a, a burning in you. It's like this kindling. And you, you always see the challenge and you felt the challenge your whole life, but you just decide one day to do something about it or you have enough experience and you have a collection of resources or a network or something that's like, wow, I can really do something to change the situation. I always say um, when you don't know where you're headed, just give yourself permission and grace to explore. I think that that's huge. It just means that you don't have all the data yet. And so you're just continue to explore that restlessness because there is something there and you will find it. You just haven't reached that place where it lives. I love that. And um, I think that's a great you know, segment. We want to talk a little bit about how we can get in touch with you. I, I will say uh, I would be, I would, I have to bring this up just because not many people are from Kansas. So um, you grew <laughs> up in Kansas. I actually uh, grew up in Wichita, Kansas. So we are, you not, did? I did. So we are not far. I mean, how many people have you, have you met that grew up in Kansas? Not me, not, at least maybe not in Charlotte. Me and Dorothy. That's really. right. That's, about it. That's right. You and Dorothy. Well, I'm a huge Chiefs fan and I, I've been on cloud oh, nine. Too. I've been on cloud nine. Oh, oh, well, God, let's yeah. go then. How about them yeah. Chiefs, baby? So, so my parents came here to Charlotte to hear me speak uh, at Creative Morning. 
And awesome. I will say it was the second biggest thing of their week because it was <laughs> the week following the Super Bowl. And so they were so freaking excited about the Super Bowl. And then, oh, yeah, Stacey will be speaking later on this week. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yeah, I I, uh, I grew up there. I was born in Florida, but we moved there when I was two years old. And um, unfortunately, nobody else in my family are Chiefs fans. I'm the only one that stuck through it. It's just it's so I, I've been having my own party by myself. But I just had to bring that up. Um, not many people from Kansas, so that's really cool. But, you know, we're so proud of you and so proud of what you've created. We can't wait to learn more. Um, and, and honestly, you know, we work with a lot of women-owned businesses. We work with a lot of, uh, of females. And we would love to, to share, you know, your story and point them your direction. Uh, but if people, you know, that are listening and are interested, what's the best way to get in touch with you, whether you're a mentor or a mentee? Yeah, so we are um, Pink Mentor Network on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my name is Stacy Cassio, S-T-A-C-Y-C-A-S-S-I-O on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, and I'm always happy to connect folks with uh, great mentors or ideas around where to find them, who they might be, what to look for. Uh, I think it's just such an important skill. And once you learn it, it's going to take you places you never even thought you would were available to you. So I'm always happy to connect. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. Thank you for everything that you've done. I, I love bringing people on our podcast that have created, you know, I don't want to say like a successful life, but you created something through manufacturing and then you pivoted and and now you've created something that you're creating a legacy and something that will go on for, for years and years and hopefully, you know, decades. So I, I'm so proud of you for doing that. I, I love people that can come on here and find something they're passionate about and, and maybe move a different direction. And I think that's really important in this, uh, in the world that we live in, everybody can make an impact. You just got to find something that you're passionate about and never underestimate your ability to help and change somebody else's life. And that could be a simple conversation that could be a simple, you know, gesture. You could, you could just smile, you know, those are the little things that go a long way. And I think what you're creating is really, really, really awesome. And I'm, uh, I'm so proud of you. I, uh, I can't wait to, to, uh, to push people your direction and can't wait to see what you, uh, what you do here in the future. Um, and so thank you again, Stacy. If you are listening, please like share comment, uh, definitely go check out uh, pink mentor network and uh, see what they're all about. And uh, we look forward to following the journey, Stacy. Again, thank you so much. And uh, until, you, until bro. yeah, no problem. And uh, you've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast. And we will get back with you uh, another episode next week. Thank you, Stacy. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.